Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Zurich Classic Bets Preview. I didn't look into to see if there's a one and done this week. I'm going to assume there isn't, because it's a crazy team event. Jeff Feinberg is in studio with me. Um, we usually get an email, like an early email. Yeah, I didn't, so I didn't get, get one. that, so I assume I didn't get my there text. is no one and my done. My push notification never came through, so I assume it, there's no one and it done. It would be fun if you could like burn one guy. Like I could burn... You could burn the like, loser on yeah, the good team? you burn like Palmer and you get Rom again, because I used him at the Masters or something. Good, you actually won that week. Um, fantasynational.com slash mayo gets you 20% off. The Zurich field is loaded in. Moose is currently working on a way for the lineup generator for DraftKings because there are DraftKings contests for the Zurich Classic for the first time ever to manipulate the lineup generator in a way where it won't spit you out two guys on the same team, which you are not allowed to do on DraftKings this week. You can only take one guy from each team, but you get credit for the entire team. I appreciate that they're like put if people want to play, they can play. They, they didn't used to have a contest. DraftKings heard you, li- and now I, they've put out a contest. And I, li- I like the bye week. <laughs> okay, so they you. put you in like a bad spot. Yeah, they're like, Pat, we need a video for the PGA tour. I was like, about oh. the Zurich? Really? Yeah. Like my analysis for this tournament, I did the walkthrough yesterday and I was like trying to think out loud as I was going through it. And it basically came to the conclusion is how the fuck can you cap this? It's impossible. How can like, we're you bad cap at capping it? anyway? In the way that I, I wrote it up in the column that's up on DK Playbook right now is that not only like when you parse through statistics every single week, like there's no set way to do it. It's not you know super duper accurate. It's just a pieces of information that you can use potentially to your advantage, and you need a great deal of luck to go along with it in order to find a winner. So this week, if you were able to do that and parse through one of the guys that you think sets up really well, and then he gets lucky. You also have to have his random loser partner be lucky, too, at the same time. Like, if I like Brendan Steele for this event, let's say, and Brendan Steele is dialed in the entire time. He's hitting everything to seven feet on his approaches, and they're an alternate shot. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stick everything inside ten feet. Well, Keegan Bradley's his partner. He's going to make, like, 20% of those. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's all a monster. Li- I mean, my recent memory, like, like Rom, like Palmer was on fire. He didn't screw up those Rom opportunities. He wit like Rom maybe willed him to a win, and Palmer's like, I don't get these opportunities. So you better believe I'm going to take advantage of it. There's certain, there's certain. Um, it's like real exemptions, right? Yeah, Other like, than- it, that's why you see some. And we get into the teams. There are some European guys who came over to play. Like Hogard's here. Thomas Peters is playing, and if they win, they get their card. So it's a huge win. If what they can what get is – we have alternate shot. We have it's best, best ball. It's best ball, alternate shot, best ball, alternate shot. Round so, one, round so, two, round So the three, best ball, three. we get like 14 unders. And then alternate shot, it can be like insane or there's a team that is great. Yeah. So the way that you can kind of look at it is two of the three 54-hole leaders have closed this event. Uh, Cam Smith and Blix held on in the playoff in 2017 against Kisner and Brown. And then Rom and Palmer – were co-leaders after 54 rounds, and they shot, like, the course record in alternate shot. And they were tied with Scott Stallings and Trey Mullenix, who shot, like, 79 in alternate shot. And you can't... <laughs> um, There's only been two years? Three years. So Blixen and Cam. Horschel and QAnon. Horschel and who? Scott Pinsley. Oh, so- <laughs> If you gave me two seconds, I would have well, gone on. Well, I-, I was speaking with... Uh, shout out to Tom Jacobs and Sky, who... 
bailed me out for the month. I haven't hit a winner in so fucking long. Yeah, and they yeah. put me on John Catlin, 70 to 1. Hit it. It's well, like, perfect. I got the, what I need to do is just listen to the European tour yeah. picks and bet show. Win money there so I can afford to lose the money back here. Oh, uh, we recorded the uh, Gambling Movie Club show as well. Me, Davis, and Overzet. Owning Mahoney. Owning Mahoney. Uh, that's probably going to come out in two weeks on Mayo Media Network. So go check that out. Remember to smash the like button for the episode two. And in the comment section, you know, give me your favorite like random winner for this event. Because I think the move for me this week, I'm just going to bet four teams and hope one of them wins. <laughs> I have yeah. no real right. I have a method to picking teams besides me just liking like two guys that are on one team. We'll get to, we'll get no, to all that in a that's, second. I think that's a pretty strong method. And but I want but the, the key that I want to come down with, and Tom kind of broke this down for me, and it was along the same lines that I was at. The two things that I'm looking for is I want two guys that kind of have similar skill sets. I feel like that's worked out really well, although Blixton Smith are kind of like kind of off the board. But like Piercy and Horschel, kind of the same games. Rom and Palmer, like we call Palmer like the homeless man's Rom. Like obviously he's not as good as Rom, but they have kind of the same skill set. Yeah, I've never been there. You don't think that they do? No. Technical difficulties. We're back now. You don't see the Palmer and Rom thing. It just they it broke the camera. It did broke the camera. The Listen, I see it, and I have to plead ignorance, or no, ignorance is the wrong word. I'm not smart. Um, I have to acknowledge that we, I was one time a part of you and I referring to David Lingmurth as the poor man's Jordan Speed. Yeah. So I can have, yeah, I will know what you mean, Palmer, poor man, man's Rom. I just don't feel like their skill sets are all dissimilar. Palmer's worse at everything than Rom is, but they hit the, I mean, Palmer doesn't drive it quite as far with Rom, but there's not a huge gap there. So, They're both good iron players. They're not, Rom's good around the greens. Palmer's not a disaster. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. So to that, like the champ Finau team is more attractive than Morikawa Wolf. Just like, to me, a little bit. a skill set. Yeah. Not so much the fact that one team is guys that win all the time. Well, not all the time, but Wolf's a born winner and Morikawa's the man. Yeah, we've never seen, really. I don't think that Rom and Palmer were the favorites the year that they won. They couldn't have been too far down the they, No, because they have Rom on their team. But, like, the overwhelming... Because it's not really... Like, when you look at it on paper, it's not a super team. It's Rom and Ryan Palmer. Yeah, not it's, a super team. Like, we used to get, like, Cantley and Reed. And I feel like, like Stenson and Rose, who are still a team right now. But it doesn't... Day and Scott? We've got, like, a couple power It doesn't teams. feel like those teams ever do well. No, it doesn't. Like Fleetwood and Chris Paisley are a good team for whatever reason. No, you're right. The power teams haven't really risen, although um, Rom was probably top five on the board. And if the odds were anything like this year's... They, I don't think that they were. They're I don't, they couldn't have been north of 15. But but yeah, I, I see what you are saying. The power couples have shown up here and not really done well. Yeah, and we have a few like power couple teams here. New teams, mind you, with that, that we've seen year over year. Palmer actually had a top five with Spieth the first year that it was here, too. They came tied for fourth. So I don't think there's a lot of like rhyme or reason to this. I mean, you have to get lucky to win a bet anyway. They kind of have to get super lucky, but there's only 80 people in the field. I did want to talk about Heritage for a second, though. And I wanted to give a big shout out. Uh, Matt wrote me a nice email, so shout out, Matt. We're thinking about you. Uh, over here at the show, and uh, two huge winners uh, this week. Two five over $10,000 winners, viewers of the show. Forgot the names, because that's me. Um, busy week coming up, and I probably should say that you and I are doing this show, and then we're doing next week's show for the Valspar, and then I'm moving, and then I have to go do a two-week two, two week quarantine, so we might not be doing a Quail Hollow show. <laughs> we'll see. If, if I have the ability, tech-wise, to get up and running, then we will do it. So in the place of the golf show on Monday, two weeks from now, 
the Custy Awards. Always good times. And then, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then we'll just verify. I have a whole bunch of shows ready to go. That's why the uh, the movie club is coming out in two weeks. I have enough shows to get me by until we can get up and running at a new studio. And I build a new studio. It's never fun moving across the country. I'm going to miss you. Yeah, we'll see each other plenty. Once yeah. uh, once the restrictions are all lifted. Yeah, freaking restrictions. We'll be fine. You try to go. Oh, you're, although you cannot go golfing at your golf club because you cannot play golf in this yeah. province. Your golf club is getting the Canadian Open. Two of like the next two four years or something. 2023 and 2026. So that's exciting. I I guess I'm lucky that I um my dad was a member and before my dad, my grandfather was a member. So legacy seaman, I get a golf at a nice club. So how do they set that up? It's 27 holes, right? Uh they will probably pick a hybrid of the ones that work. Listen. Um, is it long enough? It is not. <laughs> it is not long. It is not very difficult. Although there are a lot of like blind shots into greens and they could, you know, make it narrow and turn the greens up. But I don't know what they could do to really make it like a test, to be honest. Dry it out? I don't know what they could do. That being said, I don't think their priority is like a low scoring open. They've gone to the Abbey. They're happy to see guys like compete at 23 under for a win. Are they not? I, I don't think that they care all that much. They wanted- I, I, think, I think the main concern with the Canadian Open was finding a course in downtown Toronto. Yeah, they wanted a course like near downtown Toronto that was suitable. There are a lot of things. Like, there's a big reno going on there right now. As you can see, I'm excited. There's, like, a sense of pride. There still needs to be a membership vote. Oh, so that's So it still happened. needs to pass membership. Now, you probably got these, like, and, and maybe people who I'm talking to right now will side with this, like, very small but probably vocal minority. These are the the old men who have the privilege of literally golfing, like, Seven days a week. Seven days a week. We'll probably play at least five of those days a week. Like the thought of them losing their course for three weeks, three weeks in the heart of a a summer does not bode well. But you have to understand that's like 50 guys. This this vote is open to like the whole membership. So there's no way they could like win that because there's a lot of people who just like the prestige of it. So, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know if I... um, yeah, so there it is. 2023, 2026. 2026, 100 year anniversary of the club. Of the club. And what's Canadian Open at? I'm like not sure. 20 or something? It's one of the oldest opens yeah. in the world. Like it's now the listen, third oldest yeah. behind the US and the British. It's like, a, yeah, listen, like history is this like weird way of like repeating itself, Pat, where like they had to make this club because they wouldn't let Jews into the other clubs. So Jews had to then just make their own place to golf. And then it became a place where Jews wouldn't would only let Jews Jews. into the club. (laughs) And it's like this vicious cycle of um, I don't know what what the uh, word is, but that's like past like it's an open. I think I don't know. Well, they take non-Jewish. Yes, now now they do. Yes, yes. I don't know like how many. It's a whole thing. Well, you brought me there last year and I played with you. Yeah. But I hadn't smoked weed in ages. You, I, you, I took a big rip off this cannon that you had passed out in the golf cart. You, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder how much you remember because you greened out in your experience when you're like uh, maybe trying to recall it when they go back there. Yeah. So you got to sit in the cart for a few holes. That, I, that's a bad memory day for me because that's the day. Hey, Derwin got hurt. Yeah, Derwin 
was out for the year in training camp and I'm yeah, my phone lit up like a Christmas tree and I'm just trying to have a nice afternoon yeah, you, golf. Your phone lit up like a Christmas tree, you're trying to golf and I'm sitting there like uh spinning <laughs> in the car next to you. Yeah, no, it's I think it's cool. I think it's exciting. I'm excited for the prospect of like um I don't know. Just like you that's like the, my club. but you like the prestige that comes along with it more so than playing Four I can't, rounds during yeah, listen, weeks. in 2023, I won't have like my kids. I won't have like newborns. So like maybe like I'll be playing more. I don't know. I still won't be at a point where I can play like enough where it's going to matter. Like, I don't know. And they usually accommodate people like they can play at other places like free of. Yeah, well, it's probably a good look for the city in general, even if one course is holding like holding the tournament that they would allow members to go play one of the other like ritzy courses listen anytime like it's a thing like if your course is doing major renovations you can like your members can go play there and then when you're doing like major renovations and your course is like closed for whatever reason you can play there it's this whole like give and take so i don't think people are that mad and these guys they're old enough they're rich enough like go take your wife to europe for two weeks if you're (laughs) like that turned off like that's a good excuse you lose your course i'm not like i'll be no Will they, will they allow the other nine holes just to be open to play? No, I think they're going to have to use some of it as like a parking lot. They're going to have to like make it more of like a driving range because our driving range cannot hold what these guys can <laughs> no, do. No, and then you would hit it onto the highway. Onto, yeah, on, onto the street. So, um, yeah, so like I guess the whole con- like the whole grounds would be, I guess, taken over. But, yeah, that's exciting. Great chicken fingers. Um, nice so club, if they want to nice come, clubhouse. yeah, nice. And the women, yeah, I don't know. They're redo. I'm sure they're going to do a whole locker room rather, but like, you think it's nice. I bet you they, they're like, they're gutting that place right now. How does that work for the finances for the club? They are own, they are hosting it or right. Or this renovation that, no, that is like, like very much cost overrunning at the moment. Yeah. Why? Well, that's probably a way to get out from underneath the financial burden. If it is going over budget, that the PGA just gives you so much money or RBC gives you so much money because they're the title sponsor. But I would have to think that it's in the best interest of the club financially to do one of these things. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably, it's prestigious. I like that. I like that. You get to call yourself a member at a, at a yeah. course where the P- they're, they're hosting. Just, and I'll get be there. And like maybe when, like I, you know, is this thing in twenty twenty three, who knows what sort of credentials I could have in my own place. And you have double credentials. Double you have credentials. credentials from this show. Yeah. And then I'm trying to get into a club because Listen, I just want to make sure my locker gets like to someone important. Tony. I'll clean out my shoes for you. Just say like Tony Fino has to have this one. Does he even come? Ricky will. Ricky will be like if he's uh, not Ricky the, might have to come. I mean if he's not on the Corn Ferry tour, maybe he can get in. Yeah, he'd have to play his way into the U.S. Open the next week. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get uh, – I tried to join uh, a club where I'm moving because it's very close to my house. Like, hey, if I can drive like seven minutes and get to a golf course, this sounds great. Waiting list. Uh, and that's – I know there's a big waiting list, like, it's just especially with golf membership spiking. But this club in particular has a lot of old members. And it's actually two courses. One's actually out by Cust and the other one's by me inside the city. So they'll fall off, no? Well, that's the. But they want newer members, but now there's this giant waiting list and they're only like letting old people in. So I was trying to think, like, can I use this position to leverage myself into a golf club? I don't think that I I can. Although I think that there's a write up about me with pitchers in the next issue of Golf Digest. There. So, like, I'll walk and be like, hey, do you want uh, guys being written about in Golf Digest as a member of your club? But you also have to let Cust in, too. (laughs) I don't. Listen, it would be advantageous because before the pandemic, like. It feels like country club golf was in like a very 
awkward spot Bad financially place. because a lot of people like in and of our age like do not have the resources it's like very common that like our generation is the first ever to not join country clubs no not that and and everyone is their own case and some guys probably blink a dfs contest is more than their dad made in a long time but but we are like it's common knowledge i believe that we are of a generation that is more likely to be less successful than their parents yes and when i looked at the <laughs> prices because like growing up like considering this like the membership of this course if anyone from this course in particular now there's two of them that you get the membership to one downtown, one elsewhere. So you know where I'm talking about. I don't want to give you a free shout out on the show if I can't become a member. But if anyone there wants Pat Mayo and potentially Tim Andacust as uh, members at your club, uh, please reach out to Pat Mayo because I would like to get uh, bumped to the very top of that waiting list, if at all possible. But the rates are like one third of what they were when I was growing up. Like, yeah, of course. They're really trying to get members. Well, COVID, but they won't let anyone in. COVID <laughs> created like more of a demand, but they were sort of all places had really gone on price decreases before. And if you want to score some free rounds as you're like pretending to scout locations, you tell them like I'm a pr prospective member and they'll they'll let me play for free. Yeah. See, I want to the one thing I am looking forward to that I want to set up is now that I'd be back in Nova Scotia, I can play cabin. Yeah. Because you can't just go there and play right now. I'd like to. Because they have the huge bubble. Maybe that's what we'll try to do for British Open if restrictions are lifted. Or even like week one of football. We'll get you out early. We can film at my new studio. And we can go up there and play for a weekend. I'm excited. I like the concept of, uh, yeah, come out. I'll sleep with Paul's. <laughs> I'll have space. I'll, I'll have space, too. You can sleep, uh, sleep in the studio. The plan is to... Because where I haven't been able to go there, like we bought a house. My house closed today, actually. It's officially ours, which is nice after a lot of complications uh, because of COVID. But I want to buy an alternate house or building uh, to build the studio and to build a stand-up spot in, have editing bays, and like really try to blow out Mayo Media. But not having the ability to go see these houses uh, or like potential locations is really tough. Like it's yeah. one thing for it's funny because it's one thing for a house. Is it? Yeah, it is. Like, like that's also pretty tough, and you pulled it off. It, it is, but like my my dad is there, like walking through, and like the real estate agent walking through on Facetime and everything like that. So we get a sense of what it's like. We have the blueprints. We can see the sizes of the rooms and everything like that. But when it comes to the studio, because there's certain like, yeah, like the ceilings are kind of high here. I need higher ceilings so we can fit the lights in. And sometimes that stuff is really difficult to parse through when you're looking at pictures online, trying to buy a house. You can see how good the Zurich Classic is, by the way, by, yeah, no, by what we're talking about here. I, I'm ex I don't know. I'm, we would have had these conversations off air. So I guess we just had them. Yeah, we, we, need to, we need to extend the show a little bit. I had to have them um, on air. We, we can call this, uh, if anyone listens to the Mark Maron podcast, Mark Maron, yeah, Mark Maron podcast. I was going to say Mark Maron. But he's not with Sable anymore. No. He has the giant Marin open. So that's what we're doing here. Did you? I tuned out of the Heritage. I got really excited because Catlin hit in the morning. I was like, oh, this is going to be such a profitable day when A, Morikawa shoots 62. Or, you know, Matt Wallace goes out and shoots 63, sinks stumbles, and that's game over. And I'm cashing some big money here. The best result would have been if somehow... You know, Morikawa wins. Wallace comes third, cashes the each way. Camillo sneaks inside the top 20. I'm looking fine. I went back and looked at it. There were three players who shot over par who finished inside the top 25 at the Heritage. All three. All my guys. Great. Thanks. Thanks for showing up. And Morikawa walked in his birdie putt on one. I was like, it is fucking on. 
And then three holes later, I had to tune out because I was so fucking depressed at a yeah. shit show he put on. I've never seen him play that poorly, ever. That was pretty weird. He got, he tilted himself pretty quickly. Because <clears throat> he even piped his drive on two. I don't know. It wasn't in like a, it wasn't a bit of a bad runoff area, but, no, but whatever. Then he, like he, even you make the par, you just move on. Yeah, but the chip, no one got the chip didn't even go on the green. He sculled like three chips. Missed a lot of putts even early in the week. It's is he who is more the captain of if he putts he wins. It's more him and JT or JT. They're the same guy except the difference is JT is so good around the greens that it allows him a bit of flexibility that even if he's not putting well, his power pots aren't coming from nine feet. They're coming from like three feet, okay. which is a huge advantage. Obviously. But now let me ask you this, because obviously we've determined like when we are talking of a super elite, we haven't really put Morikawa like elite. I, I elite. Okay, fine. So then Morikawa is the worst putter of the super elites. Then you can hand JT like JT doesn't because like, when I'm discussing like, Bryson, JT, Dustin, like sort of those guys, maybe just from an odds board super elite. Like the guys, if we were looking at the PGA, are 15 to 1 and under. Yeah. Morikawa was probably still 22. Yes. Maybe. So he doesn't get the respect from the odds book. And like I said, he has a crippling, crippling part of his game that can take him out of a tournament like we just saw. The chipping and the putting. But we've seen other instances where, you know, something... When, the, the scoring was too easy at the Heritage, maybe, for Morikawa to win. Although concessions, he ran so pure, and that was... He made all the putts. Like, that that's the thing that it came down to. That's why I wrote about last week with him. And that he's always a good value to bet, because he has now gained strokes since the beginning of, like, last COVID. Like, when golf came back. He's gained strokes in a tournament exactly... Sorry, six times in a tournament. He's gained strokes putting. One of them was the U.S. Open. Um... And in those six tournaments where he's gained put strokes putting, he's won three times. So if you just get lucky and yeah. he makes some putts that week, he's probably going to win. <laughs> What's amazing is, as I knew we would talk about this today, me sort of saying, because I agree with you, like if anyone is joining, if we're making any adjustments to that super elite, it's like Morikawa is maybe in there, even if it's on the back end. So I had a feeling I'd bring up this Justin Morikawa putt to win conversation. And that had me remember the workday last year where they both, I guess, putted. Yeah, like, the and then they both hit insane putts. Like the craziest sequence of putts. I don't know, maybe outside the Rory Reed Ryder Cup green. Like, and that, that was probably crazier because it was an actual stroke play tournament. Yeah, just JT hit his from like 50 feet in the playoff yeah. from across the green. And then Borg <laughs> out had this like 20 footer down a hill. Yeah. Then it was like, oh, fuck, he's lost. And then boom, in. <laughs> and then JT got stuck behind that little tree on the next yeah. hole. And that was the end of it. Um, but it's no different. Like, because people will say, oh, you know, he can't putt or he can't chip. Therefore, like, he's not super elite. But I think that people, there's two ways to look at it when you're assessing the very top end players. And it has a lot to do with consistency. That's why Rory, for so long, was considered like the elite of the elite. That takes you to Sunday. When he when he turns it on, he's going to win. But even if he doesn't really have it, he's always just there because yeah. he's so good at everything. Dustin is a prime example of that. Dustin had nothing going on this week. What did he come like eleventh or something like that? Like he played fine. Yeah. Ten he, under actually. Yeah, he finished ten under. Yeah. So. He's just consistent. Yeah. Rom is another one. They're just consistently there. There's nothing they do particularly poorly that causes them to have wildly fluctuating results. Now, Justin Thomas, he kind of does. Now, he is consistent, more so than Morikawa is, but he has these weeks where he's just like, 
oh, he lost eight strokes putting. Great, he's done. Like he missed the cut. Rory is falling into that bucket now too, because he's no longer Rory's consistent. Floor, yeah. But the guy who I think is the best comparison to Morikawa, although they do things completely differently, is Bryson. Because Bryson, when the he volatility. hits, yeah, when Bryson hits his irons yeah. well, he's fucking yeah, the, the, impossible yeah. to beat. The volatility. But when he doesn't, like he's not going to have a great week. It's like I'm betting Bryson. I might get boom. I might get bust. But like I'm taking. But like, look this at the is, wins the, when they when yeah. Bryson Thomas and Morikawa put it together, they win. Okay, I want to just step back at this because Morikawa's floor isn't like double bogeys because he drove it like three things sideways true he's, it's so double he bogey because he chipped, chipped, chipped it yeah, two feet in but front he of him. still came like fifth play he's not as volatile like from a scorecard perspective agreed but like he, his floor isn't scorecard low like bryson's because like he's not out of he can't get himself out of position i think like bryson can so i agree and i disagree that's why i say that's why but i say from a betting from a I, betting perspective yeah. i'm saying like winning perspective yeah i do agree and as much as people want to laugh at what i'm about to say next and like you always bring it back to this loser it's speed speed's the same way in a way same way and and as much as i've always said like the fact that that Finau doesn't have two three four wins because he's missing like a patrick reed element inside him. reed's actually a really good comp for a lot of this because reed could just be god off yeah. one tournament you're like and that means nothing but that's why going into the next tournament but yeah and he almost like you left last week's Masters, and I said, you know what, man? Anytime they make like Reed thirty five forty, just because he like you just bet him because he protects you when the course plays a certain way. But but Finau, like he should have three or four wins, but he's not Patrick Reed, and he should have one win, but he's incredibly unlucky. But the books don't really buy any of that, and they see a guy that contends a ton, takes a ticket that goes off at thirty, and at some point we have a live line at fourteen. So I'm not making him sixty to one to win the tournament, even though you feel. Not you specifically, but you feel like, no, I can't. I never bet him at the same number as a Patrick Reed who wins or a who else gets. I I would say I would say that there's sort of a distinct group of players like Reed, Bryson and Morikawa in one bucket. And then like Xander and Finau in another bucket where they're consistent like the elite players. That's why they get valued the way that they They are. They just don't win. Eventually they are going to win. That's not the argument here is that. The other guys have such specific skill sets and do certain things so well. Like if, almost to bring it back, like Ryan Palmer, sort of like the homeless man's John Rom. Denny McCarthy is like the homeless man's Patrick Reed. Like they do kind of the same things well. It's just the Tita Green game for Denny, unless he's making hole in ones, which he appears to every two weeks now. But like when Reed runs well, he's really good. Yeah. Maybe Siwoo Kim is a better example with Reed. In that, no, too. I that, think Reed when, is fair. In like that. when they're rolling, like it's like, oh my god, who are these guys? But there's no consistency to their games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Reed wins a lot more than Siwoo. I actually think it's fair to like in each level, like Bryson, Morikawa, Reed are incredibly similar. Yeah, they're the, they're the elite version of this player. of of this player that just went. You like you bet them, they'll run through that starts. You'll get your money back by just betting them. But but, but when we say but, like the elite skill, it was almost like Keimer for years that he would just kind of show up. But like Siwoo and Na are the other ones. Like I don't know what week now is going to be good but when he's good he's really good but the thing about those three guys that gets them the wins like you sort of were alluding to reed bryson and morikawa is they have a skill set that is so off the charts good and the thing that i we've had the conversation that i think can hold back that seems seemingly sometimes holds back maybe finau or xander is like it's just an it's a level playing It's field. just this level. Yeah. Like, it's like they don't have, like, they're so good across the board. That's why, like, U.S. Opens, PJ Championships, like, though, the perfect sort of game plan or, or, or skill sets without the weakness. But 
these guys win that just they're the thing they're great at dominates. Yeah, they're way better than yeah. everyone else at. Like Morikawa and JT. That's why I think the JT and Morikawa are close in that regard because their irons are just on a different level than everyone else's. Like they just the weeks that Morikawa makes his nine foot putts, he's gonna win by like six strokes. And is and, Will Zalatoris like third? I don't know where he will belong, but I don't like people might soon want to put him in. Uh, another name on that chain? Yeah, I think so. I think he's proven it. It seemed like he got kind of gassed out on the weekend at Heritage, yeah. which he should have been. Should've like, been. it's been a big few weeks. Sharp bet. I saw a few people playing it. Like, big plus money. Stewart versus Will Z yesterday at like a plus 160. Just on that full logic. Um, what did Sink even end up shooting? One under. For the day? Yeah. Yeah. He finished at 19 because he made the birdie on 17. It's funny because on the he, weekend, he allowed everyone to catch him and no one yeah. did. Yeah, the only guy who made a run with Grio made a run early. Actually, Matt McNeely made a run early because he was like five under yeah. through six. Then he gave it back, and then Grio got within like three. Yeah, and, S- and Sink was just playing. He was just playing sacrifice bunt slap singles the other way. At the and and yeah. his fucking putting from off the green was out of control. Out of control. <laughs> and you know what? Even before it like made it to TV, like early in the Saturday broadcast, Dottie said. Um, the son, uh, the caddy son, like told him, no, like his off the green putts, the speed is like insane. And you then you just saw that come to fruition um, the entire weekend. But you're right. No one really chased him. If you just said 19 wins, yeah, someone's going to get I him. I would have said Morikawa wins. Someone gets him because we get to 20 here. Like that's not an issue. I, it's only been done twice. Well, the weather the weather laid down though a lot of, a lot of the week. But Sink just did what he had to do. And Pat... He had every break in the book. Yes. Every time he hit a cart path, it bounced to the right spot. When he had that lie on the branch on Saturday, it was in the perfect spot for the ball to be up against a branch somehow. Yeah, I guess. Like, like he, one he foot over there, he has to play it out sideways or take a drop. And made it great. She's like, no, I'm going to take the whole thing with it. Yep. That was a great, great play. Um, and he almost made that putt from <laughs> off the green. Uh, what I, what was I saying? So, yeah, they kind of let sink back in the statistics, man. I think he let them off the hook with the putter. Oh, he did. Especially oh, he Saturday. Could have like minus 27 or his, something. His, the guy's 47 years old. What did he finish driving stats this week? Now, maybe he can go full bear while other guys are like, I can't really go full bear here. Like, his ability to go full full bear. Yeah, but he's not short off the team. No, but but you know what? I, like, there's certain guys like that have to hold back where he knows, like, I can really just give it and I'll still be fine here. Yeah, but it's it was funny because the putting wasn't great on Saturday. It was like, okay, on Sunday. But, like, his driving all week wasn't great. Like, he was, like, to the left and to the right. But it was like we talked about coming into the week is experience matters at Heritage in the way that Sink just played it, where he wasn't hitting all the fairways or anything like that. But he knew, like, oh, if I miss left on this hole, I'm still okay. As long as I don't miss right, it's fine. So we can kind of go at it that way. Like, having the angle into the green where you're not blocked, he just knew where to miss. Yeah. And it's super savvy. And it seemed like, at least in the post-round discussions, he said that that's really all him and... Um... The son? The son spoke about. It was like every night or when they got the T-sheets and the pin placements, they're like, uh, they kind of just plotted the whole day. Yeah. Where can I miss? Where and, where do I, what and, side of the fairway? And he went in the water on his first hole of the tournament, Pat. What a way. Man, second win? Great. Well, no. Uh, well, so what do you think contributed more to his victory? Was it Tyndall pointing out that Sinks wins all come the week after majors. Great, great stat. Where he, like, had a T20 even in the majors. Yeah. and uh, I didn't bet it. Did you? 
a small piece. Yeah, but nothing, nothing yeah. to write home about. It was, yeah, I was pretty happy with what happened, but like, I didn't like, like tout it. Five, if you threw five yeah. bucks down, you want like seven. I, I didn't tout it, but I wasn't like retweeting that tweet all weekend for nothing. Yeah, uh, there so, are some people that like hated seeing the retweet because they saw it. They're just like, I, 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 I listen, like, man. I looked at it and I was like, fucking yeah. give your head a shake on this nonsense. <laughs> Turns out he was right. Or was it Tim Andrewcast on the Cut Sweat Show last week when we were discussing? Stuart Sink said he hasn't won a real tournament this season, so he had to go out and win a real tournament. Just throwing shade at Stuart Sink. And Listen, then he, then he was talking about how Stink Sink stole Tom Watson's Open Championship from him. Then he was all triggered. Sink, you got you said like he's so honest. Like I love playing golf, and these guys they come, they're so good, they're so young, they make it real hard for me to stay out here. So I've like just worked that much harder, and I don't want to leave. And now he got his win, so he's hanging around, and it's all setting up for him. It was freaking awesome. And I'm not kidding. Maybe I shouldn't feel this confident, Pat, but the same way when Davis Love the Third won Wyndham, I'm like, good news for Tiger. Tiger's at home. Like, to me, Tiger felt great yesterday. Like, Tiger feels this. I can do this. Like, we are going to do this, man. This guy just did it. I'll figure it out. And while he's laying bed rest, you know what's happening in his backyard? His whole, like, facility is being redone. Did you mimic uh, Harbor Town? I don't know what, <laughs> what it's being mimicked, but the overhead shots show, like, it's a completely, um, like, the bulldozers are in there. Like, he is, he is, like, because he's obviously, like, bet, like, he can't play at the moment. So he's like, this is the perfect time to do, like, a major renovation to my facilities. So that's what's happening. And he's, he's. Gonna give her. Like, I don't want to turn Sinks win into like this tiger moment, but it kind of turned into one for me personally. A lot of Pete Dye on the schedule. I we, always I always forget it every single year because this week's gonna be Pete Dye again at TPC Louisiana. Then we have two coming up next month with Travelers and the PGA Championship. That'll make six and three months after the players and uh, match play. That's weird. Yeah. And then uh, this year feels like it's a lot, but then you look back, no, most of these courses are yeah, like same every our location spots. Abraham answer is not afraid to come T13 at every no, And I'm not afraid to bet them. <laughs> just T20. We just played T20s on these guys. We'd be doing a lot better. I, I just, what know. happened to Webb on Sunday? Do you just use up all the, all the good momentum on Saturday? Not really sure. They only showed him. I saw him when like Sungjae made like a quad or something on, on the par two. five. So he made the uh, the quad. That was the only uh, worse than bogey. The only three players made well, bogey or worse on number two. Oh, I know what you're gonna say here. And, and Wallace uh, and it was Wallace. <laughs> so Sungjae makes a, a triple, and then Wallace and Morikawa come through and make a bogey. It's like this is the, what is going on here today. Did they come back from Catlin? I think sucked out all the good good mo that I had going my way. Yeah, hey, credit, man. Tyndall with that great sync pick. And there are a lot of uh, our friends across the pond and even Sky over here at FTN. A lot. Catlin was real. He's been popular for a while. Well, he wins a lot. He's one of those guys that on the European tour, I think he has three wins. This was now. his like, third. He had one, one. I think it's three wins and 17 yeah. starts. And when he does it, when he's like last place. <laughs> That was, was just one like of those guys. Whole playoff. That was, and it was boring. They played the same little Muni 18th, which was a par three, like five times. Is that, I can't remember because the, the European tour schedule is out of whack. Is that the same course that had like the seven man playoff like two years ago? Like Rory was in it and Hatton was in it. I don't and know. the winner ended up being like some jabroni. 
I felt bad for Raza, though, because Maximilian Kiefer is his guy. Always bets him. Yeah, and then you feel then you're like doing the whole Kiefer story. Nine years, never won. Like, I don't know. You could tell he was getting into it. And this Catlin was like, I don't know. Like like these PGA young kids. I'm not comparing them on a talent level. He's like, no. Nah. Like, I'm already, like, he's just going for the pit. Like, he's, he's American, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his deal is, though. Because now he's like 59th in the world. Yeah. Like, or something crazy. He'll probably end up coming up. Remember Brooks did this? Yes. Fr- Brooks yeah. didn't want to play Corn Ferry. He just went over and played like Challenger Tour, then Euro, and then came over. Because we were just like, this Brooks kept you guys pretty yeah, good. Pretty good. Was there any final? Oh, I bet Kurt Kitayama this week. It's a new course for Euro. He's 28 to 1. So you can take him. He plays well at these like coastal courses. He hasn't won in a while. He's another guy who just kind of wins on the European tour. So let's bet him. Another American. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got bush? You definitely do. If you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to enter a ball sack beauty contest, pal. Because I'm looking out for you, too. Because I have an exclusive 20% off discount. Use code MAYO, M-A-Y-O, at manscaped.com. Look, if you're new to the trimming game and are sporting a, let's say, Arbusto Grande down there, digging in with a straight razor isn't advised. Trust me on that one. That's where Manscaped comes in. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your body grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer to help you trim up the hedges. This trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by, guess who? Manscaped. And when you trim your hedges, the tree stands taller. Inside that perfect package, you'll find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, making sure your balls are smelling majestic before your Tinder date. You'll also find the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on testy toner that's designed to make your ball smell irresistible. Be sure to add their refined cologne to your arsenal as well. With the perfect package or the performance package purchase, you get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value add, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MAYO at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MAYO at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code MAYO. It's 2021 and you still got bush? Change that with Manscaped. Let's get into it. Zurich Classic. Team event, 80 teams in the field. The top 35 in ties are going to make the cut this week. All of the stats and field are loaded into fantasynational.com. So fantasynational.com slash mayo to get everything worked out. I hope Moose has his uh, mind on the simulator. Like I mentioned, Raman Palmer won at 26 under. Horschel and Scott Piercy, 22 under. Blixed and Cam Smith at 27 under the first year of this event. Um, the best team in terms of alternate shot where this, honestly, that's where this tournament is won and lost. It's the alternate shot. If you play well in alternate shot, you're going to be inside the top five. So Palmer and Rom were 65-69 in alternate shot. Uh, the year before that in 2018, Bubba and Cooch were 67-74. Horschel and Piercy, who won, were 73-67. My guys, Seamus Power and David Hearn, 
72 and 68. And Duffner and Perez were good that year, too. The year before that, uh, Spieth and Palmer, 66 and 70. Hoffman and Watney, who are still a team, never missed a cut at this event, by the way. 67 and 69. I just ran the custom model on Fantasy National. Charlie Hoffman, number one over the past 24 rounds. Does that mean we are betting Charlie Hoffman and Nick Watney to win this event? I don't even know what the odds are. I'm seeing a 70. 70? Could those be one of the four bombs that we're taking here? I could be on that list, sure. So... If we go to the very top of the odds boards, the defending champs are the favorites. Palmer and Romer, six to one. Like, I don't think six to one's a great number, even though it's a small field in a in a team event. Cantley and Shoffley, six and a half. Leishman and Smith, 14. Same as Morikawa and Wolf. Scheffler and Bubba are 16 to one. Bubba has a solo win at this event back in 2011. Champ and Finau, 18. Burns and Horschel. Hatton and Willett. Todd and Kirk, all 25. And Louis Oosthuizen and Charles Schwartzel. South Africans are 28 to 1 to win the Zurich Classic. If I had to bet anyone from the top, I would probably bet Horschel and Burns. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's going to be really popular okay. this week. So I might not make the bet. Now, let me tell you this, because that's funny you said that. A bunch of people are like, no, I think they're a sleeper team to me. I'm like, no, watch. They're going to be the most popular team because Horschel's won this as a pair. Horschel's won it solo. And Sam Burns went to LSU. You can't overlook that. Well, firstly, you'll be super triggered all week because you're the guy that, like, can't stand, like, college references. Half these teams are probably, like, college twosomes. So you're going to get that um, the majority of the week. And, yeah, uh, I've seen this number even, like, flirting with 28, I want to say, Pat. It's a good, like, north of 25 or above where people feel like that's a, like, I feel okay starting there. And it's a team that, Makes a lot of sense. So I think they will be very popular. Probably the most popular team under 30 to 1 from a betting standpoint. If we go back and look at some of the like best scores in terms of the best ball, they're not teams that you would expect. Like I believe that Scott Brown and Kisner have the record for best ball. It's like 12 under or something like that. I'm surprised it's not higher. Me I, too, but I think they set it up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Ball. You get... You can look at this like Castro Tringali team at fifty five to one. Like I don't know, they, they've guys come just, top ten here. Before. Yeah, guys, just two PGA Tour pros. You pick the lower score. Like someone's gonna shoot fourteen under. No, I would think so, but that just never seems to happen. And that alternate shot, like I mentioned. I do want to take guys that I think have similar skill sets. I think that just makes things comfortable for them. The other way to look at it, uh, Tom Jacobs is the one who brought this up to me. The reason that he bet Horschel and Piercy the year that they ended up winning was Horschel was playing pretty well and he was putting really well. And we've know, just known him to putt really well this course over the years. And Piercy was striking the shit out of the ball going into it. And being Scott Piercy was losing like five strokes putting. He's like, well, if Horschel can take advantage of the Piercy close shots and Horschel's just playing well anyway... That should make up the gap, and it did. That's how they ended up winning, is Horschel made all the putts, Piercy made enough, but was hitting his iron so well. And that's sort of the Burns case this week with Horschel, is that Burns, since the final round at Riviera, has been horrendous off the tee and on the greens. The irons are still fine, the chipping is still fine. That if he can get his driving back to normal in potentially a familiar location, Billy Ho is putting well enough that he might be able to carry them. Yeah, I, listen... I said this to you under 30 to 1. This is probably the team I would like to bet. I don't mind Willett and Hatton. I was going to say, well, Willett and 
I, I don't mind that one. It's bit. funny the disrespect. I mean, because I mean, Hatton finished okay on the weekend. He had his classic bad first round, very solid second round. Great second down showdown play. Oh, he's after that. All uh, you wanted to do the the key to winning Friday showdown on DraftKings at the Heritage was play all UK guys. They all went like seven under par. Yeah, like Fitz, Willett, Hatton, Fleetwood was like six under and still Lewis, missed the cut. Yeah, like Tom Lewis. Yeah, they all they all. But Willett and Hatton. It's just funny that you see like you know, Scheffler and Bubba get so much respect here because Scheffler's high in the world. Obviously, Bubba's won here before, but they're 16 to 1. Like Leishman and Smith get a 14 to 1. Like Hatton's like the third best player in this field. So he's not getting the name value bump that. Or is he just getting dragged down? I don't think so. Well, it's been like okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm asking. Like, I, I know. I don't know. I just think that they're not sexy to bet on. So Kirk and Todd, that could be. If Kirk is, continues to hit his irons and Todd's putter shows up. Game over. Georgia. And you know both those guys can scramble. Yeah, that's the Bulldogs. What did Todd do at... Todd made the cut. As Todd, if Todd has been decent, this might be the bet, to be honest. Uh, let's see. I don't know. At Harry, win? He was 39th. He hasn't missed a cut in ages. He hasn't had like any great performances. The Irons have been atrocious. Can I bet them the top three? For him. You can bet them the top five. If you want to. So, yeah, I'd be looking at the lower end of this. Charles and Louie came top three here before, but... And just I don't, I'll take a hard are, pass. Are we going? You're you're going up there? No, I'm I'm not going to oh, take Charles or Louis. Do you want to go to the next range? No, I didn't. Uh, let's just sort of talk about um, like can't can't Shoffley, It's unbettable. They are the power team though this year, like the powerhouse. Agreed. Team. Yeah, I just if six, they like six and a half do it one. and they're awesome, like good for them. Yeah. Um. Was it Leishman, Cam Smith? They played together. They played together at that Templeton thing. So I had the results from that very handy in front of me because I thought you might bring this up. Teams that um, from there, well, Sabatini and Tway aren't playing together. They're, they're both playing in this tournament. Tway plays with Kelly Craft in this tournament. They've had a lot of success. Kevin Tway is in every single one of these team events, by the way. And he tends to do pretty well in them. Sabatini and Tway were T2 out of 12 teams. Cam Smith and Finau were T5. And Leishman and Cam Smith... Cam Champ and Fina were T5. Leishman and Cam Smith were T8 or out of 12 teams. So they weren't great together, but it was fucking one, three rounds of best ball. Fina and Cam Champ. There's a, I don't know. The, the, the Will and Hatton team. At least you would expect them to putt. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to pull a trigger down here. Yeah. I'm I, a little, I, I've got, a, I've made a bet. It's higher up, though. Okay, so let's go to the next range where we start getting into some of these teams. The odds vary all over the place. We're using DraftKings Sportsbook for our odds. So you got Gooch and Homa, Varner and Grace, a team actually I don't mind. They're 35 to 1. Kokrak and Perez was the team I was looking at. They're 40 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook, but I've seen them as low as 70 in other spots. So that would be a team I would look at. Steele and Keegan, Ann and M, Fratelli and Streelman, Hovland and Ventura. Rose and Stenson, they're all at 45. Then you got the Glove and Reavy. They've had some success as a team. They're 50. Lewis and Peters are 50. Castro and Tringali, 55, along with Norin and Norlander. Lonto and Damon, Kisner and Brown at 60. I thought 50 to 1 were awesome odds on Kisner to Brown. And then I see I bet like the worst number possible. But I don't <laughs> understand why they're so low on this list. Why, why are they just not getting any respect for being overall the best team in this event over the three years i don't know they're hard name they got uh, they have listen. zero name value but they're but no, no, they're no. a legit team like they play together 
I agree. The PGA I agree. They have zero name value, but what sort of name value should Glover and Reavy have? I don't to know. Be shorter than them. Like, like there's a lot it. of no name value in this field whatsoever. Lots to talk about. I do definitely agree. Like when you mentioned Louis and Charles, I was like, no, I'd rather be half part of the other South African with um, EVR with not EVR e- Harold Varner. Oh, you want crazy? EVR's in there in here too with a decent team. That yeah, with uh, w- w- Wyndham. Yeah, so I, that's a team we can get up there. That's ninety to one. That's a team that I have a star beside. That's a team that I like because they don't have complementary skill sets whatsoever. But I think that Wyndham Clark makes up for a lot of what EVR sucks at, and EVR makes up for a lot of what Clark sucks at. Like Clark's gonna bomb it. He's one of the biggest drivers on tour, and he's a really good putter. EVR is like an okay driver. There's a lot of water on this course, so that, that takes. Yeah, out. but hopefully, like with the be- like, but if he can get his irons and short game going, which he is good at, maybe Clark can make the putts. Listen, they're both capable when they're on their own of being in contention and then like imploding. But maybe getting together will help them. Where like we can just get the good of each without the three bogeys in a row from EVR. Like the moment he's yeah. getting hot. Um. So that's a little farther up than than I wanted to start, but but I do like that. No, I'm not betting HV3 in Grace, but I do like that more than Louis and Charles. Me too. Is all I was Ver- saying. Varner's sneaky Sunday at Heritage. And who is Louis? Like, Louis couldn't have found a good international Louis like, always, presence cup partner. He always plays with Charles. Is that what he's been doing here? Because Louis's a great match play player, so maybe I, I don't want to sleep on him, but I don't want any part of this team. No, they came T3 the first year, I think, or the second year. Fleetwood actually has two top fives of this. Now he's not playing. Not Could have got his first PGA win, Jeff. Decided to, to play last week and, and missed the cut because he was Andercursed. Uh, I have bet, Pat, I have bet Team Oklahoma State Cowboy uh, Victor Hovland and Ventura, 45 to 1. I uh, actually like that team. I got Victor Hovland at 45 to 1. They're, they're, I don't know, Ventura, just come along for the ride. Make, make, no, be no. a star. I don't care. Make your putts, man. Just make your putts, Chris. Christoph. Like, I don't know. You, the, you the, handle the chipping. You handle the chipping and the putting and, like, be really good at that to kind of counterbalance how, like, bad. Just have an average week, Vic, on the greens. And you'll, that team. Yeah, but maybe Vic gets to. Vic gets to like chip in and maybe make it an alt shot. Yeah, he or does not alt chip shot in. In, in better ball. Like, let's go. I think free roll at those chips for Vic to hole out from. It's just really funny to see some teams with name value like be really up in the odds, but Hovland, who's generally overvalued in the market, just gets no respect in this regard. I don't know. I think it's a nice listen. It's not a perfect team. Like no, there's obviously a, there's no perfect. Team yeah, here. no. I mean, like it's well, but it's not six to one. It's not twenty to one. It's not even twenty five to one. Where we think Hatton is being undervalued. Um, I'm just I don't know. It's enough for me to say I'll I will pull the trigger there. And so, you know they got that. I mean, you mentioned other past teammate things. Other college teammates doesn't mean they like played tons together recently. I know that's a big thing. Um, you can name it with a bunch of them, but. We're, we're going to start there. Okay. I can get on board with that. I might I might tell you on the, that The one. next team was also interesting, or the one just at the same price, the, the, the South Korean team of Ann and N. Oh, I was going to say the Rose and Stenson. Oh, that, we, that's also Do we want any part of that? Rose is one here. I don't know. You're betting on... Now, that's a name value team, not getting any pricing. But Rose coming off a pretty good master. Stenson coming off Stenson's a pretty good master. playing too. his best golf in... A year? A year, yeah. Since he won the uh, the Hero. 
what I don't know. I, I'm out on it, but it just I thought it was interesting to see that they were down there. I don't think I can. Anne has been horrible, <laughs> like really bad. All right. I, I've seen actually a lot of love for the Homa Gooch team. I can completely Gooch understand. Gooch has that. some under Gooch statistically probably very underrated at the moment. I, I don't think that he's underrated. I'm looking at the modeling right now. He's number three behind Hoffman and Cantley. I mean, underrated in the sense that like a lot of people might be like, whoa, Gooch. And I was surprised to see the broadcast spotlight him for this week. I did not see that. They did something of players they're excited to see next week. And it was Taylor Gooch? One of them dropped Taylor Gooch. Okay. I'm trying to remember who else made that little... Um... How's the Gucci man been playing? I haven't seen him in a while. I guess Valero would have been the last time he played? No, Honda was the last time he played. He's had back-to-back like pretty good weeks. Fifth of the players, 46th at Honda, but he lost three strokes around the green and over three on the green. His ball striking was fucking off the charts at the Honda. So yeah, but very sneaky team. Like, Huh, interesting. I don't know. I'm just a sucker, and I bet Brennan Kisner. Just That feels way too deep to me. And I bet them with the top five, too, since they've come inside the top five two of the three years that they've played this together. It's just like I'm going to end up betting Power and Hearn, who have never missed a cut here as a team. I don't know why they're good as a team, but apparently they're really good as a team. <laughs> Probably bet them, like, top ten or something like that. Probably not an outright win. Who else are you looking at here? You're staring pretty hard at that sheet. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to make much of. Uh, Peters and Tom Lewis is a tricky. That's just a, a, that's a good team. team. I, I like bet a, you, if you added up like overall world golf <coughs> ranking, that'd be probably be pretty high. Yeah, it's a sneaky team, and he, the price lower that I, I was hoping to get more on um, on them. Um, I don't know. Is Norland Nor and Norlander? Come on. Noren finished, what, like 21? That means I got to talk about him. That's a joke. Not really, though. Uh, Well, there's no way that I'm not betting uh, two of my favorite players on tour as a team somehow. And it might actually be a perfect format for Doug Gim. Because Gim is like, yeah, I'll go shoot minus nine. That's not a problem. Oh, I'll follow it up in the easiest conditions with 75. I don't mind that. So Gim and Suh. And Gim's been, like, popping at all these Pete Dye courses. So... 70 to 1, you can find deeper odds on them too. So I'll be in on that. And I, I kind of want to bet Hoffman and Watney. Watney has been a train wreck for like three years, but every year they show up to this tournament, they've come. <laughs> Hoffman and Watney have played together all three years in this event, tied for ninth, tied for 31st, and tied for fifth. And this is the best Hoffman's been playing since he's been coming in. Uh, what, Hoffman, Watney, 90 to 1? Yeah. And we're doing EVR and 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 Wyndham. I, I don't know if I'm doing that for sure. But those are going to be my three: Kisner, Brown, Gimmins, uh, and Watney and Hoffman. And that might just be my week. Keep a real low exposure week, and hopefully, I have something to cheer for come Sunday. Because there's some fun pairings, like Seifert and Neesmith. Like that is Not the bad. that that is the stat modeler's dream. Yeah, I was going to say that's a pairing that. I think I might see reading a lot of articles this week that works for people. Does GMAC have anything in the tank? Because he's, with Matt, have, he's, could, he's with, with Matt Wallace. Could, honestly, they could not have picked a partner that demoralized me more to see beside Wallace's name at the moment. He couldn't have been like, hey, Fitzy, like, why don't we go play this tournament together? Seriously, I don't. That's real. That was a really annoying pairing to see. Uh, fun little, I guess you don't like the mix and match, the, the Keith Mitchell Snedeker. I do not. No, that is, that, that yeah, is the type of, bomb, that is the right? type of team that you I want to stay away from. Yeah. 
I do agree. Like it's you even see it in sports. Teams like no, we got to be balanced. No, Atlanta Falcons, get that goddamn tight end. Be like good at what you're good at. Yeah, like, that's, like, that's why. That's why. Like, that's why the champion Beano team is kind of intriguing. Like they might just overpower the course if it plays like super yeah. easy and super soft. They're gonna be fucking great. Like be what you're be be even greater at what you're great at, and you'll suffocate people to death. Well, I think that kind of roundabout way talks about Bryson and Reed and Morikawa in exactly the same way. Is you know they're not super concerned about coming t twenty one every single week in a bad week. It's it's a miscut or it's first or second place. Uh, because they have that one thing where they overpower the field with their one great skill. And as a team, can you get that together? I think that's why Glover and Reavy work so well. Uh, they're another team that's actually been pretty good at this tournament and playing together. And like 50 to one's not great odds for them. But they have kind of similar skill sets. Like they're not long off the tee. They hit a ton of fairways. They're both really good iron players. They're both atrocious on the greens. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't like that Hogarth's with Von Taylor. No, neither do like, I. Who's his agent? Like, how did that get set up? That seems very, very random. Um, what about have that? we gone cross? Have we crossed yeah, over? we're cross. We're crossing over. Okay, yeah. So just a couple, you know, like to throw names, but but I don't know. I actually don't hate what I'm about to say. A couple options. If you, you're going to say Sam Ryder and Doc Redman, are you? That was the first one I was going to mention. Can get, everyone has brought that team out to me. Uh, has anyone looked at what Doc Redman has done for the past three I months? I was like plus 10 and people <laughs> really liked him last week. I bet him his first round leader, but that know. was about it. Like, oh yeah, small greens, maybe get the irons. Like, he has been objectively bad. Okay, hold on. In better. the in the my rankings, uh, this I want to say one more before you get He ranks behind Woody Austin okay. over the past 24 rounds. Um, well, firstly, your boy Batia with past champion Piercy. I, I was giving him a look. <laughs> like, but but the team ahead of that, Uline and Warinsky. Uline coming off a decent week. Did he, did he win? I don't know. I didn't I see. Was hoping the, you were gonna. I didn't I see mentioned Uline. I was hoping you were gonna be able to fill in the fact. That maybe Svensson won. I don't know. I was rooting for Ken Jan Svensson. I oh man, I used to love playing Svensson when he had his tour card. He's like the T to green master, and he'd always be sixty one hundred bucks. Th- who else was there? It was Uline, Svensson, and Lovemark. Lovemark. Remember when we bet Lovemark at this stupid event? We bet him and Anna. They lost to fucking Brian Stewart in the playoffs. I've bet Lovemark at a lot of stupid events. Where are we at here? Can we get to Corn Ferry to see who ended up winning? Uline won. He won by four over Lipsky and Lovemark. And Wierenski's not playing bad. I Do you know that for a fact? He had the one run at Bay Hill. Do you know anything that he's done besides that? I don't think he's playing... Just... I'm I'm gonna hold to the fact. I think past yeah. five tournaments. Give me your lines on Richie Wirtz. No, I don't care about the finishes. I mean, like statistics. Like I think we're, we're gonna see go green. Keep... Let's see. I'm gonna see way more green than red show up right now. Uh, really? Way more green. Way more green than red. What, what, what would we say there? <laughs> we can uh, we can zoom in on that. All right. What do we think, Paul? It's red. Looks a bit red. Yeah, my head's down in shame. <laughs> Fourth uh, at the API, though, and then three consecutive miscuts. Yeah, I, you like Hearn and Power more than, obviously, Pan and Zhang? Yeah. I don't know what it is about Hearn and Power. I really don't know. I feel like Seamus was kind of, like, in contention at this Corn Fairy event, too. Maybe I'm wrong. No, he came ninth. I could see Steele and Keegan, like, pulling a sink. But I don't want to bet on them. I, I don't want to. I'm completely <laughs> with you. 
just if those if one of those guys runs pure on the greens, the other one just needs to hold their own, and they're going to be crazy because both of them they are the perfect type of team. Yeah. Like, but they're it's that they are a perfect example of a team that I look at like, oh, they're basically the same guy, I, well, literally the same guy. So I think that's we, what I, I and at Honda we probably spoke about them as like the same guy. They both played pretty well at Honda. They both played very well in Honda. Any fun teams? You pumped for JB uh, Holmes and Robert Garrigus? Do, do you think that by the time that JB Holmes has to like go address his ball and take his twenty minutes, Garrigus is going to be off in the woods like smoking joints? Probably. Maybe I should have mentioned this team earlier because I don't know they just fit in a group. But uh, Lanto, everyone seems to like, and Damon, like for all the love Gooch and Homer getting. They're in that similar skill set. Yeah, I see it like a very maybe overall big picture P- PGA talent equality there. And one of them is 65 and the other one's 35. You know who I actually had interest in? You know, it'll probably just be like a first round leader, top 20 bet. I don't even know what odds are going to offer on stupid stuff like that this week. But if you go to the very bottom of the odds board, what two names do you see? I see Burgoon and Le. Uh, Hank. That is not the. That is not. Giglick and Whaley. Yeah. Whaley, not bad. He's not a bad player. How how do you pronounce this guy's name? The Giggs? He's Canadian, so we should probably know this. But I feel like these, like, uh, Whaley hasn't missed a cut since Phoenix. 50th, 15th, 36th, 28th, 34th. He's not a bad player. Uh, Can really get a roll in with a flat stick, too, uh, on Bermuda at the same time. And then Glillick, or the Gillich? Michael Glillick, I think. Paul, what do you got on this one? I'm saying Glidgick. Glidgick? It's not. How do you know? You don't even know the name. No, because I've heard it. Like, he's, he's, he's been bad, became fourth in this, so he's just been straight up bad. Because that guy used to be on like Corn Ferry leaderboards or Canadian Tour leaderboards that they used to feel forced to spotlight like coming in and out of commercials. So I've heard announcers say the name. And by announcers... I think I got him confused with Roger Sloan. No, I, this guy is also Canadian. Though. No, no, I, that's why that's why I'm getting them confused. Roger Sloan's a guy who's like not bad. Okay, maybe. <laughs> um, two guys that have kind of played their best golf in a while. I don't know that it means anything, but Harrington and, and Putnam brother Andrew. How do you think Andrew Putnam has done lately? Okay, I maybe in the last like three weeks it's been horrible, but I know that he made more money like in a month than he made all of last year because I had him in fantasy last year. Yeah, I, he turned it around and then he turned it right back around. There was where's, too bad. where's the Chris Baker team? That's what I was looking for. I don't have it. Are they not on the list? You know, I've looked at this whole sheet up and down. I, I, I might have forgot him off the very bottom of the okay. page, but it's Chris Baker, the birdie maker, and someone else. Um, Unless I got bumped from the field. Stewart and Knox, that's like a very similar team. Right? Stewart's won here before, too. Yeah, he won the one that, that we had that would screwed us. That was oh, yeah, this, there's, there's teams not even on this list. Here we go. Bo Van Pelt and Luke List. 250 to 1. Sang Moon Bay and Danny Lee? Someone Lee. Just yeah, it's, Lee. Dan, it's Danny Lee. 300 to 1. No, I don't see this Baker team here at all. Kraft and Tway, they play really well together. Uh, they're 200 to 1. That's a first round leader bet for sure. Yeah. Anyway, crapshoots of the week. Oh, there was the team right there. It's Malnati and Baker is the team. You could talk me into that. But Malnati's fallen off a cliff. So yeah. It's like we liked we. 
since <laughs> I um I saw a lot of there was like a lot of po- very positive iron play from El Nadi from Christmas through like February. It's probably gone now. All right, let's get to the quick picks for the Zurich Classic. Once again, we're just taking stabs in the dark here. I am going to go with Brown and Kisner, 60 to 1. Hoffman and Watney, 90 to 1. Gim and S at 70 to 1. Those are going to be my three plays. Uh, I'll release the cheat sheet. I'll probably maybe add a few top 20s or first round leaders. Maybe not, though. I might just sit this one out besides those three. Although I'm kind of with you on Ventura and Hovland. Yeah. And maybe Grace and Varner. And Ooh, maybe... Uh, really? Grace and Varner? Yeah. I think those would be my favorite. Unless I go with Horschel and Burns. I'm going to feel like such a jabroni. Like, Horschel and Burns and uh, who were the other two we just said? Steele and Keegan. I feel like those two are going to be popular. If one of them hits, I'm going to feel like an idiot for not taking him. Like I felt with Stuart Sink, not taking him. And Wyndham Burns Clark- and Horschel will for sure be the most popular. It's a number that like works, and there's a lot of that like narrative street stuff <laughs> for it. Um, I like the Clark EVR team, too. Yeah, I might throw those on the back end. They're all deep odds, though. Like I'm starting my card at 60. So I might take one shot at one of these other teams. Maybe it turns out to be Willett and Hatton. I don't know. I have a few days to figure all this out. Maybe it ends up being champ and Fino, and they get bumped to 22. I mean, Tony Fino's on that team. They're not dropping. I'll, I'll put it in the newsletter. Go subscribe to the newsletter. You can find that in the description. And you can find the Listener's League link in there as well. I'm in 1,500 spots this week because I figured there'd be no interest in this tournament. But it's filling up really quickly if you want a spot. I am I am going to... I have bet Hovland and Ventura. Okay. And I feel like you definitely sold me on Watney and Hoffman. Because I said that they play well together? They play well together. Hoffman's been great. Yeah. And I, I've seen it. Like, the recent um, stats hold up. I don't know what he did yesterday. He was playing with McNeely, who he, probably trained him in a match. Well, but... he, he was like, I think Hoffman was four over in his round at one point, and he finished it even. Yeah, no, I like I like a lot of... Did uh... you, Nick Watney has missed 13 consecutive cuts. Just have your putter show up, pal. No, I don't like that. That sucks. Yeah, he he's not good, but apparently they play well together. It's the same logic of betting Brown and Kisner. Like, Scott Brown's not good. Kisner's not even great, but together, they're fine. So, and been- I could do something. Willard or Hatton? Like, definitely, or Burns and uh, Horschel. I, like, Willard and Hatton might just be a pivot for me. Because I'm such a big fan of both of them. Like, of every team under 30 to 1, my fandom is definitely the highest for the two guys, like a combinedness uh, there. Yeah, I think that's the way to play this this week. Don't bother looking uh, too much into it. Just bet the two guys that you like, like playing yeah. together. Like, that's why I kind of want to bet Neesmith and Seifert. So I like those guys. Yeah. Well, I'd I, like to see them do well. I mean, listen, it's easier to just sort of throw a few bucks on the, like, 80 to 1. Or, like, that's what I'm saying. It's a less, like, goes into that decision and money than me deciding um, Hatton. Because you bet if I bet Hatton and Willett and they, like, gas can, like, I'm going to be, like... Out of money? Expect- well, yes. But like, when you bet a guy at that part where he's probably going to be the short, if I do bet it, it's the shortest bet on my card. Like, my expectation is a lot higher than, like, the guy I have at 80 to 1. Yeah. Always. No, I completely agree. 
Uh, like, Kurt, Kurt Kitayama on the European. That's sort of like too. when we talk about winning and win equity. Like I'm going to bet this guy at sixteen to one. Like if he doesn't win, like he really pissed. Like it's like he has to win for him not to disappoint the bet. Yes. Well, a guy at eighty to one, he just want him kind of there. Yes, he has Don't to make a run. He has to win for you to win your bet. But you could kind of take a victory lap when he comes in fourth place. Well, no, <laughs> like, I, no, I think it, I think it's the expectation level. Just because, like, someone like Wallace, for example, I bet an eighty to one last yeah, year. Yeah. Now, if he had come inside the top five, it would have been much better for me. He did not, but he was there. He was in fourth place going into Sunday. It's like, oh, he can make a run. You took this. that loss a lot. You took him stinking the joint a lot better than Morikawa. Yeah, put it that right, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's what I was trying to say. Anyway, that will do it for us. I'll be back with DraftKings picks. Uh, no live show this week, but I have my Oscars picks coming up. Ton of NFL draft content. I got a bunch of great guests lined up. I think me, you, and Cus are going to talk some props at some point uh, over the weekend or next week uh, so we can find out who not to bet with Tim and to see his new updated power rankings of the quarterbacks that he likes the best from this draft. Spoiler alert, it's Zach Wilson, <laughs> who was previously ranked as last on his list. Now, mysteriously, has risen up to the top of Cus power rankings of draft QBs. Trevor Lawrence sucks now, by the way, according to Cust. Yeah, he's CFL bound. Yeah, CFL Trevor Lawrence. Anyway, follow Jeff on Twitter at G5Brick17. Follow me at the PME. Become a member at FantasyNational.com. Use slash Mayo at the end to get yourself 20% off. PGA Championship coming up. So, pretty good week to jump in and kind of test out the stats and get acclimated with FantasyNational.com. Smash like, leave a rating and review, and that'll do it for me. Thank you all for watching. Good luck this week. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!